Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Horse Hour Live. Tonight we're talking about teacher hopping. Do you think that we should stick to one teacher, one coach, one instructor? Or do you believe in having as many instructors as you can and picking up different methods, different advice and different tips? I'm really interested to get your views tonight. Just tag at Horse Hour or hashtag Horse Hour on Twitter. And you can comment on Facebook and Instagram too. So it's all about teacher hopping. What do you think? This is Horse Hour Live. Hey, welcome to Horse Hour Live. I hope you've had a lovely weekend. I had a really, really busy weekend because I went over to Burley. It was the Land Rover Burley Horse Trials. And it was an exciting one. Um, It was dressage on the Friday, cross country on Saturday and the show jumping on Sunday. And it resulted in Oliver Townend winning. He did incredibly well, followed by Piggy French. Gemma Tattersall came third and Tom McEwen came fourth. So all in all, the Brits did really, really well at Burley this year. And it's amazing to watch these riders. Uh, I'm not even an eventer and I pick up so many tips from them. I love just watching them canter through the water. You know, when you get the big water jumps and all the water spraying out everywhere just before they go over the next jump. I get really excited about it. And I find it really interesting watching their position of how they sit, what they do with their horses. I'm always amazed by how light they are with the horses, how light they are in the hand and how much they trust their horses to go over these jumps and to keep going. And I know that it's years and years of training. Um, I just always wish that I could ride like that, but I'm not brave enough. So I don't think I'll be able to. That's why I'm a dressage girl, four feet on the ground kind of person. But it is amazing to watch them ride. And uh, and I, I'm always particularly fascinated with the warm-up arenas of how calm and relaxed they are. And they just tend to pop over these jumps and they make it look so dreamy and seamless. It's amazing. So if you ever do get the chance to go to an event like that, I highly, highly recommend it. Because apart from the shopping and how great it is just to be in that atmosphere, I pick up a lot of tips as well. So the great thing about Burley is that it was available on the live stream. So maybe you didn't get a chance to go down there, but you did get to watch it on the live stream. And I think it's great for our our industry now is that, you know, just because we can't get to all the events, because let's be honest, we do have lives. And um, if we're not competing there, sadly, it's difficult to get to all the events because there's so many. And then it is good to be able to watch it at home on the live stream. 
I know that my other half likes to watch it on the live stream as well because he can't go to all the events, but he still wants to stay up to date with what's going on. I just wish that I could watch the ones in America because there's a huge event going over going on in America at the moment, a big horse trials. So it'd be nice to be able to get those um, live streams over here for that. Uh, but sadly, we can't. So um, I'd love to know what you've been up to this weekend with your horse. If you did go to an event, how did you get on? Maybe you went to a local dressage competition. Um, do you share your pictures on Horse Hour this evening. Don't forget to tag in at Horse Hour and use the hashtag Horse Hour so that we can all see the conversations that are taking place. Um, But tonight's Horse Hour Live... I'm going to be talking about teacher hopping. I recently saw an article on people that tend to use a lot of instructors, a lot of different teachers, rather than sticking to one instructor. So I'd really love to know your thoughts on teacher hopping. I will share the article with you as well. And um, and yeah, just your views. Do you stick to one instructor or do you tend to go to loads and loads of clinics? Do you even have an instructor or are you struggling to find one? We'll be talking about all of that tonight on Horse Hour Live. An old man turned 98 He won the lottery and died the next day It's a black fly in your Chardonnay It's a death row pardon Two minutes too late And isn't it ironic
welcome back to Horse Hour Live. So tonight we are talking teacher hopping. Um, I read a really interesting article on teacher hopping the other day because I, I really think it's important to find a coach that not only do you and your horse connect with, um, but you, you need to positively respond to them as well. So if your horse isn't benefiting from their teaching methods and you're not responding well to the teaching methods, then maybe that coach isn't right for you. But at the same time, they also need to be giving you the emotional and psychological support that you need. So if your coach isn't giving you that, then they're not right for you. But if you have found a really, really wonderful coach who understands what you need, understands your little quirky ways, plus your goals of what you want to do as a rider, and also they care for the welfare of your horse, then you need to keep hold of that coach because they're like gold dust. And sometimes I think it's easy for us to feel that maybe the grass is greener on the other side, as the pun is, um, and that you know we're getting all this information all the time about different amazing people and different coaches and different ways of doing things. That it's quite easy for us to get a little bit over, feel a little bit over bombarded and confused with where we should be going. And my main thoughts really from a coach is that they should be supporting you they should understand what you want to do and and they can share with you these other other methods and other things that are out there um I quite often phone my coach sometimes and say oh I've heard about this or I've heard about this particular breastplate or I've heard about this particular bit and um, I've heard that it helps in this way will it help And she's great because she lets me ask those questions and she gives me her honest opinion. And sometimes she says, no, Amy, don't be crazy. Your horse doesn't need a martingale. He's not going to gallop off with you. It's Blackjack. He's really chilled out. But other times she says, yeah, you you could try that form of in-hand training. That might really work really well with him. And so what's great about her, she's very open. Rachel's really open to conversations. Um, But I hear these sad stories of instructors and coaches that aren't open to conversation and they say their way is their way or no way. And for some people, I think that will work really well because let's say my other half, for example, Mark, if he's going to have a lesson, um, the way that he's grown up is that he needs to be told what to do. He needs to know that this is what you do it, this is what you do and this is why you do it. So an instructor that doesn't like having questions asked and doesn't want you to ask questions, Mark would work really well and respond well with that instructor. But what happens when you keep changing your instructor all the time? Um, and you go to these different clinics and you have these different methods and, and are you confusing yourself and are you maybe confusing your horse a little bit too? Really interested to know your thoughts. Uh, tag me on Twitter at Horse Hour, hashtag Horse Hour and you can also get involved in the conversation on Facebook too. What do you think about teacher hopping? And uh, I'll be reading you that article straight after this.
to Horse Hour Live. So we're talking teacher hopping. I did mention earlier about uh, some instructors that aren't open to questions. I really do believe that you should be open to questions and that as a student, if you don't understand something, you should be able to ask. Why don't you understand it? That was always my problem back at school is that maybe I asked too many questions, but if I didn't understand it, I was going to keep asking those questions until I could really get it in my head. And part of a coach's job is to find a way that you do understand it. And it's okay to ask those questions. I think what I meant earlier was some instructors don't like to be questioned constantly all the time, like saying, well, I'm not going to do it your way, Mrs. Coach. Um, I'm going to do it my way. And ultimately, we're paying our coaches to teach us the right way and the better way of doing things for our horses. I also believe that going to clinics is a really, really good thing. And having other coaches is a really good thing, providing it's overseen by your own ongoing coach. It's a little bit like having a consultant at the doctor's surgery. You go to your doctor and uh, you say you've got a problem and they oversee everything. So they say, well, okay, well, for this problem, you could go and see this expert. Um, For this problem, you could go and see that expert. And that's how I view, it might be a really simple way of doing things, but that's how I view Rachel, my coach, is I go to her for everything. And then I say, okay, well, I really want to pick up my show jumping. I want to try a few techniques with show jumping and maybe I want to go to affiliate it. 
she can take me so far. And then she may have a clinic that's, you know, a couple of hours away of an instructor that shares the same methods of training as she does, that she could suggest we go for a day out. It's a fun, it's a fun trip out. We go and see this other coach. And then we go back to Rachel and say, well, this is what we learned. And, you know, it was amazing. And then Rachel can incorporate that into our training at home as well. And quite often, I think you'll find if your instructor or your coach has other networks and they're prepared to share you a little bit with some other, so that you can pick up some other techniques, ideally, really you'd like methods that are similar. So it's all about the, you know, for me, it's all about the welfare of the horse. So if I'm going to go for a day out because it's like, for example, we went to Aaron Miller's yard um, a couple of weeks ago and he's a four star eventer and uh, Rachel, my instructor, came with me and we took three young children. Um, I say young. They were one was aged 11, one was aged 16 and one was aged 17. And we thought it'd be a really fun day out for them to inspire them to, you know, really make the most out of their riding. And this is what you can achieve. And Aaron gave them a lesson on their horses. Now, if Rachel was a uh, the type of coach that wasn't going to embrace that for her students, then is she really the right coach? No, she is going to embrace that because the opportunity to go to an amazing four-star rider's yard who is teaching and educating now is only beneficial for her students. But it's only beneficial for her students if he has similar methods to the training methods that Rachel has. And what was lovely was Rachel and Aaron were talking to each other and, you know, Aaron was instructing them as he would, as if he was teaching them every week. And him, uh, Aaron and Rachel had had a conversation before on what she was teaching the kids. So they were on the same page and on the same level. So the whole experience of visiting this yard, taking their horses out for the first time, going to a new place, having a, a, um, a highly accredited um professional current professional eventer teach them was a massive support to what they were learning already with Rachel and a lot of their ideas and a lot of their methods uh, uh, Rachel said to me oh it's brilliant because I've been telling them that to do that for ages so he's just completely supported me which is great and I think working in that team environment is is when it works and is my ideal situation um, for a coach and my ideal role for a coach where I think it gets difficult is when you don't have that one person that you trust and you oversee uh, that oversees everything and then you might go and have a show jumping uh, clinic one place and you might have an eventing clinic at another but they might be teaching because they're not talking to each other about your education they might be teaching conflicting ideas um, a prime example is I know of a dressage coach a dressage yeah a dressage instructor who I personally wouldn't go to because his beliefs, and I've seen him ride and I've seen him train, his beliefs are holding the horse's head in, um, using a lot of side reins, um, using a lot of, of things. Um, and, and for me personally, it's not something I like to do. I, I like to be soft and low and, and keeping my horse relaxed. Now, he may be great for somebody else, but let's say I went to him for a lesson 
um, and I'm now pulling the horse's head in and constricting him all the time and he's getting tense, the horse is getting tense and frustrated and then next week I'm going to go to another instructor that's going to tell me, no, 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 get rid of all the contraptions, you want to be soft and relaxed and you want you want Blackjack to be moving from behind and just softer in the front and you don't need all those contraptions automatically in my head I've got two massively conflicting ideas and it's going to confuse me not only is it going to confuse me but it's going to confuse the horse as well so it is a really difficult one but I would love to know your your views your ideas on uh, going to different teachers and if you're a coach as well what do you think about you know your students when they're when they're going to different people I'd really love to know your thoughts and um, tweet us at horse hour hashtag horse hour and uh, you can also get involved in the conversation on Facebook and Instagram too this is horse hour live <laughs>
welcome back to Horse Hour Live. So let me share with you this um, article, the original reason why this sparked this conversation, the problem with teacher hopping, um, because uh, it comes from a coach's perspective, which is very interesting. So she says, if you manage to locate a riding instructor who is a wonderful rider and also has the ability to make you understand how to accomplish your goals, you can have your cake and eat it too. In the case when you cannot have it all, you're definitely better off with the competent teacher than with the big name who cannot teach. Unless you're a person who can learn by watching and has years to spend doing it, you need someone who can explain why and how to make you and your horse perform. That's really interesting because I often talk about, you know, learning from these other events and learning off the internet and YouTube and our education hub. Um... But often we can pick up so many things. Obviously, all the horses are different, all the breeds are different, and all our riding's different. But it is good to have that one person that you can say, I read this the other day, would this work for my horse? So she goes on to say, your first instructor is likely to become the most profound influence on your riding because he or she will be responsible for laying the foundation of your riding and creating your basic system. The longer you spend with this teacher, the firmer your base, upon which you will later build by receiving additional help and advice from other sources. The lack of a basic system is one of the problems created by a tendency to enjoy a different kind of education. The minute something goes wrong in training, we look for another instructor. And of course, we also have to ride in every clinic offered within reach. God forbid we miss any of the action. That's so true in some ways. Um, It's quite hard, I think, to look at ourselves. And I think you really are going to improve if you think, what am I doing wrong here? So, uh, but it's very easy to blame other people and we're all guilty of it, aren't we? For the novice rider, teacher hopping is confusing at best and damaging at worst. And for the horse, it will eventually prove detrimental. A horse cannot absorb and adjust to a different method of training every two weeks without losing his confidence and perhaps his mind as well. It does not matter if the various clinicians the novice works with are all excellent trainers. They're still not going to teach exactly the same way. And at this stage, more is not better. It takes many years of training and riding before a rider can truly profit from a clinic by incorporating the useful parts into his or her programme while discarding the ideas that do not work for the horse. You have to be experienced enough to know the difference. The best way to make use of clinics while you're still a novice is to attend as an auditor, then discuss the experience with your regular instructor and perhaps try some of the ideas you're interested in during a lesson. Which is a great idea. You know, going not, not always going with your horse, but um, just going on foot, a couple of friends. Uh, I remember when I moved to Hertfordshire a few years ago. Oh, it was like another world for me because where I, where I was living at that time, there weren't any kind of clinics or certainly not dressage clinics. And in Hertfordshire, there seemed to be loads. So um, most nights I was going out and just watching these horses and watching these riders and going to these clinics. And you do absorb so much information but that when it came to the school and me then getting on blackjack I didn't know what I was doing I was you know trying a bit of left leg trying a bit of right leg and it is kind of trial and error but it definitely benefited then when I shared all that information with Rachel and she said yeah well let's try this or let's try that interestingly nine times out of ten she had a better idea and said well let's do this and I now know that you want to um 
uh, do more pole work, for example, and you're confident enough to try a little jump or, you know, it's that open communication, which is ultimately what's going to enhance your development, both as a rider and for your horse as well. What's not good is when we go to the clinics and we say, well, look, they've got all this. Why aren't we doing this at home? Well, there could be two reasons. Yes, your coach might not be right. And yes, your coach might not have been experienced enough. But most of the time, your coach is going at a level for you, I think. Um, You know, if they're a good coach and they're accredited and they know what they're doing and they've kept up to date with their training, then, yeah, they, they know what's right for you and how quickly you and your horse can move forward in many cases I've heard of you know riders wanting to move quicker than their horse is ready for and um, in the other times you know you've got horses that are, are way too developed for the rider so actually combining the two is really tricky and your coach has such a hard job because they've got to make you happy they've got to make the horse happy if you're teaching kids you've got to make the parents happy it's a lot for coaches to have to deal with And in many ways, I think we need to give them a little bit more credit for what they do because they have a much bigger job than ultimately what you think they do. Or if they're doing their job properly, then I think it's much bigger than what we give them credit for. I'm just going to go back to this article. Um, There may come a time in a relationship when the student feels there's no progress being made. There you go, it's exactly what I said. Before placing the blame on the teacher, always the easy way out. Take a long, hard look at yourself and ask how talented, how persistent and how hardworking am I as a student? And do I have the right vehicle or is my horse not right for the job? If after some soul-searching, you're absolutely certain that the problem is not of your own making... Talk to your instructor. There may well. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There'll be a mutual feeling of frustration and stagnation. If the problems cannot be worked out and you decide to look for help elsewhere, you owe it to your present instructor to inform them about your decision. Because if they hear it from somebody else, that's heartbreaking for them. They've put all this time and effort into you and um, and they genuinely want you to succeed. The last thing they want to do is to be at an event and hear from another instructor that, that you're no longer their client, which goes back to open communication because... Many times, if you speak to the instructor, they'll understand what you're going through and you might be able to work it out. And then eventually, you might not even want a new instructor. Okay, so I am looking at all the, you know, the nice sides of this. There will be some instructors that can't have open communication and don't have the right attitude for the job and maybe would not be open to you having a conversation with them. And if you're the sort of person that that needs that open communication, then no, that instructor's not right for you either. So I'm not saying, yes, you have to stick to one instructor that you've you've had since you were four and they're the only person that you can have. The instructor has to be right for you. And I think that's what's important. But what I'm saying is once you've found somebody that does have those great qualities... We need to keep hold of them. It's really important to talk to them as much as you can and and don't be afraid of having that open communication. Then it says, wherever you go with your riding, remember when success comes your way, give credit to each person who contributed to your progress. Not just the famous final polisher of your now wonderful self, but also the people who put up with you when you and everybody else thought you were hopeless which is so true um, because a lot of the, the most difficult work is done in the early days. It's when you first start, isn't it? It's when you get your first horse and and well, when you first get your horse and um, you're trying to train them and it takes hours of tears and heartbreak and pain and technically your coach is there supporting you through that. I quite often think they should be called counsellors as well now. The amount of times that I'm on the phone to Rachel going, oh, he's been so bad today and I don't know what to do. And um, and a lot of that is all unpaid work for them. So, yeah, definitely grateful for that. And um, I guess towards the when you're at the higher end, it's it's very much finesse, isn't it? It's uh, it's just tweaking those little things. But I don't know. I'm not a you know a four star rider, so I don't know what happens over there. But um, I'm sure there's a there's a huge support network at that end too. Um, so I guess the idea is is is. Open communication is uh, really, really important. But do share with me your thoughts. Um, Really interested to see what you think. Susie said, from a coach's point of view, it can be confidence crushing at most and irritating at least when a client has been cheating on you especially when they come back and tell you the other teacher taught them the same thing you've been trying to drill into them for weeks it also makes you value them less as clients because you don't feel you have their loyalty then they become the client you will cancel first it's also harder to drum up enthusiasm for their lessons neither of which benefits anyone i totally understand that clinics are a social event and uh, lessons with big names are exciting It's best to be open with your instructor and ask them if they think it will benefit you. At least tell them how you got on and they'll probably be able to expand your knowledge even further. 
And then Christine goes to say, as a coach, I never want my clients to think they can't go off to a clinic or have a fresh pair of eyes. However, it's really difficult to progress someone through to a level if you haven't got the whole story or they're getting confused by alternative approaches. Also, as the client, the coach doesn't get to work out what works for you. So you don't get the boast that you don't get the best that your coach can give. That's interesting. Again, it's overseeing the whole look, isn't it, really? The whole view and um, working like, so I guess Susie's saying, you know, you'd work with her. Um, And also, I hadn't thought that, Susie, that you might lose your confidence in your teaching ability if if your riders or your students are going off to all these different places. But I guess to some extent, we do need to look at ourselves. And um, if you're losing all your customers and they're all going to different clinics, then um, as coaches, coaches need to work on their education and their future training as well it's important to keep going back and keep getting the extra training and um you know to stay ahead of the game really um but if it's just the one or two customers that keep going to these clinics they we need to talk to them don't we really and say look this is what you can offer as an overview and as a whole. Interested to know your thoughts, though? Keep tagging us on Twitter at Horse Hour and hashtag Horse Hour. If you got the money, I think it would be funny to take your girl, spend a bit of your cash for me. Because then she might be happy, no longer lonely. And I could take her out the next day for pretty much free. And all the boys, they go. Daddy, do da da di da do da Dom, dom, de, de, dom, dom. Dom, daddy, da do da da dom. Daddy, do da di da do da Dom, dom, de, de, dom, dom. Dom, daddy, da do da da dom. I spend late nights trying to pick up love off the floor where the other brothers leave it be. Though it's stuck hard down, it's like chewing gum. Wild girl on the floor, I sing my R.I.P. Cause the songbirds don't do singing on pavements. No sweet melody, the sound of spit. Spat orbit, spoke a lost hope. So do what you told, man. Choke on it. We be near heaven at a quarter to eleven by three. We are thinking of the love we lost. By four, we be high, thinking of the girl lost. Second, check the odds, was it worth the cost? Do you give a toss or are you looking away wondering why you can't eat why you never sleep drunk all the time cold in the heat what you sow man is what you reap if you got that money 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 oh i think it would be fun there take your girl spend a bit of your cash for me then she might be happy no longer lonely oh i could take her out the next day for pretty much free you were always meant to walk out that job, you keep stopping. Should tell your girl more often that loving is all about doors unlocking. Now you're certain enough near a man free with a bloody Ollie up on a karaoke. Tweedle on the needle, man, you're just the thread. Great granddaddy for in Gallipoli is the only of his friends not shot down dead. Lovers all talking, the spits and tongues, fighting the playground, bully each other. Double their kids up, pollute their lungs. Fighting with the rap through their big boy brother. Some are the same. What you run away? Mama still wants you off for supper. Oh, I'm cool, day, Little to no pay. That's uptown right now. To the door with your knee. Dumb, dumb knee. That, that, dumb, dumb knee. Some of the road in my. Dumb knee. That, that, dumb knee. Dumb knee. Some of the road in my. Dumb knee. That, that, dumb knee. Dumb knee. Move out of the way, man. 
money. Yes, she wants money, 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 money. Well, she wants money, 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 money. Yes, she wants money, 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 money. Well, she wants money, 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 money. But my money, 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 money. Well, she wants money, 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 money. Well, she wants money, money. Yes, she got the money. I think it would be funny. Take your girls from the bit of your cash for me. Then she might be out there, no longer lonely. Well, I could take her out the next day, but pretty much said my, 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 Think it should be funny, uh oh, to take your girl, spend a bit of your cash for me, 'cause then she might be happy, no longer lonely, uh oh, and I could take her out the next day for pretty much free. Hey, welcome back to Horse Hour Live. So, um, just briefly off topic, while I remember, uh, the nights are drawing in already. It's starting to get dark around, well, quarter to seven, really. And um, I know that by the end of the month, it will be dark by half past six. Oh, that sucks, I know. Um, so just a quick reminder, high viz If you've run out of high viz if you don't have anything, please go and get something. Even if it's just a builder's jacket, whatever it is, just wear something thing because there are a lot of accidents going on and um, if you can get something just to wrap around your horse as well maybe your horse's tail or his feet just so that he's seen and uh, my friend makes me laugh because she's I'm always like high vised up in any weather because I watched this uh, YouTube video once on a motorcyclist And he was driving down a country lane and he said, we still can't see you even if it's a really sunny day outside. Because what happens is the sun outside then changes our eyes a bit into the shade. It takes us a while for our eyes to adjust when we're in the shade. And by that point, bang, we've hit you. So um, it's great if you do wear high vis because it just makes you a lot more visible. Um, and then so that's in the sun and I thought well that's why I wear it all the time and um, and she said oh, why do you wear it in the sun I said well it's for this reason and she said well surely you only need to wear it when it's nearly night time I said no I wear my high vis all the time because I don't want to risk getting getting hit um, and nobody seeing me um, and she said well shouldn't you just wear it like in the evening at dusk time and I said no it took everything I had to keep explaining to her no high vis is for all the time any road work that you have to do If it's early in the morning, it's in the middle of the day, if it's dusk at evening, whenever it is, you've got to wear your high vis. Um because it means that the reflection will, you know, the drivers will actually be able to see you. Anyway, I'm not going to preach. It was just a quick reminder that, you know, nights are getting darker earlier. Evenings are getting darker earlier. And uh, so if you haven't got one, maybe it's time to get some. Because we're running out of time as well. Do you ever panic like I do and think, oh, no, I haven't got time now after work to go in, feed the horses, bring them in, muck them out? <gasps> So much to do and um, such little time to do it. So next week's conversation is going to be on Horse Hour Live and on Horse Hour on Twitter. It's going to be on full livery or DIY livery. 
And I know you're thinking, well, how can you have a conversation about full livery or DIY livery? And the reason is some people are massive full livery fans and other people are full DIY fans. So I just want to have a chat and the conversations between the two, really, um, because I, I heard recently somebody say, I'm only going to go on full livery because if somebody else does my horse and feeds them and mucks them out means that I've got more time to spend with my horse. And I do remember when Blackjack was stabled, it took so long to, it took me like an hour every night to muck him out. And then I have to bring him in. And then I actually felt panicky that I wasn't spending that bonding time with him. And actually not having to do that work did make a difference. Um, But then I don't like other people feeding my horse because I like to monitor his feed and, you know, know how he's doing and see if it's making a difference. And I don't know, I just really like to, to monitor it. Um, so next week's conversation is on DIY and full livery and which one do you prefer and what are your reasons why? Once again, this is supportive. Um, we're not slating the other one. We're just opening up ideas because you could be on DIY livery at the moment and be thinking, well, actually, I'm thinking about full livery or you could be on full livery thinking why am I spending 500 pounds a month um, when I could be doing it myself you know maybe I should be going into DIY so let's have a chat about all the facts and uh, help you make an informed decision Thanks again for uh, tweeting us at Horse Hour tonight and hashtag Horse Hour. Shall we talk about some of the things that you've been up to? Um, Ginny, Mango Marbles says, it's the first time that my pony's driven today. Um, My beautiful boy, he went up the lanes but didn't put a barefoot wrong. Love this boy. Oh, that's cool. So um, Mango Marbles has a gorgeous little cob and um, he's just started driving him and he's barefoot doesn't have shoes that's interesting another subject that we can um chat about one day glow means slow says oh they're talking about their high vis checklist um which is good so you've got ears you've got a thing to go under the saddle a little rain cover there's loads of new high vis things coming out like boots um to go around their feet um wristbands jackets oh god there's loads no excuses uh, what else has been going on? So, oh, CHH Equestrian Centre is now helping horses from the Hurricane Harvey disaster and the Houston floods. Oh, gosh, did you hear about what happened last week? You would have heard of the Texas floods. Um, we had a lovely lady called Terry who was stuck on the second floor of her house. And she had a blind horse called Dream who was in the paddock outside. And she couldn't get hold of the emergency services. And nobody was going to help her. So we put out um, lots of tweets on Horse Hour for all the horses that needed help. There was another lady that found a foal in the ditch and she was trying to find the owner um, so that she could give it a home. But otherwise, she's going to keep hold of the foal and make sure that he's okay. And um, sadly, I saw of two two horses that had passed away in the hurricane as well and um and a little and a mare who the horses had been abandoned because basically nobody nobody was allowed to take the the animals with them so when they were being rescued they had to leave the horses behind and and their dogs behind and their cats there's just 
huge rescue efforts this week to go back and try and find the the animals that had survived. Anyway, there was this mare that had passed away and the foal was still alive and she was sat next to the, her mum. And so a rescue centre went down and saved the foal. I mean, it's just heartbreaking. Anyway, Terry was on the second floor of her house with her blind horse outside and she said, I'm not going to leave my animals. I've been here for 27 years. I've never left my house and I'm certainly not going to leave my horse that I bred. And you can hear that chat with Terry on the Horse Hour podcast. If you just head to our website, horsehour.co.uk, um, you can listen on iTunes and Acast as well. But it's a really powerful chat with Terry about you know, what she was going through. And we're really lucky because you are amazing and uh, we've got a great community. And Katie, who is our Horse Hour follower, a Horse Hour listener, is based over in North Carolina. She put a team together to get on the phone to all the emergency services to register Terry with every rescue centre to get her some feed, get her some help and, um, and, and get some stuff down to her. So I can now report that Terry's and Dream are doing really well. Um, the water has receded. And um, they're, they're back at home, which is great. And uh, t- Dream isn't shaking anymore because he, he really got the shivers and oh, he's trembling awfully. Um, they've managed to get some food and hopefully things will go back to normal for them. So thank you very much, Katie, for your help over in America. Because without that, I don't think, well, I hate to think what would have happened to poor Terry. It's just heartbreaking. Um, keep your stories coming through of what you've been up to with your horse at Horse Hour and hashtag Horse Hour. Come on, baby. Come on, girl. Come on, baby. Come on, girl. I love you, baby. I love you now. Baby, I love you now. Look at us, we're beautiful. All the people push and pull, but let's just go out and ride. Talk about the things we try. Look at us, we're beautiful. All the people push and pull, but they'll never get inside. We got too much to hide. Push and pull, but they'll never get inside. 
down to the final 10 minutes of horse hour live i can't believe how quickly these hours go by they're just so quick um but when you get time on your lunch break tomorrow have a little look at horsehour.co.uk because there's so much to catch up on with education all the information from the events the pictures the videos uh we were at burley uh, you can see all the pictures from there and um also Uh, There's eight tips to wave goodbye to flies. I know that we are coming away from the fly season, but a little birdie tells me that the end of September is going to be scorching hot, mainly because it's my wedding and I'm getting married. Um, But I've heard that it's always really hot. We get an Indian summer at the end of September, so the flies will be back. So on our website, there's eight tips to wave goodbye to flies. Um, Really interesting is the Society of of the Master Saddlers are supporting a rider weight study Um, it's a study that's being conducted by the animal health trust and you know how we love the animal health trust because they always come up with new things new ways that we can make the welfare of our horses better so they have a groundbreaking new study aimed at providing guidelines for the appropriate rider weight for horses and ponies Um, the society of master saddlers are supporting it Uh, the research is being undertaken by the animal health trust after to concern from some of the industry that too many horses and ponies are being ridden by riders considered to be oversized. Along with a number of other organisations, including World Horse Welfare, um, they, they're funding the research um, for a number of SMS qualified saddlers, saddlers fitters, uh, which are also involved in the study. So this is exciting. This is quite new. Um, I, I get often I get asked, you know, what weight do you, should you be for a certain size horse? And and I don't know. That's the truth. I don't know. I go on the, the size of the horse, whether it's stocky. Um, it's not just the height of it. It's, you know, whether it's a, a, a more slim type horse or whether it's a Frisian like Blackjack. And also the age of the horse as well. There's so much to take into consideration um, when we're working out what we put on on our our horses backs I mean for example there's no way I would put my other half Mark who's you know a fully grown stocky man on um on a, a pony it just would break his back so yes we do have a little bit of common sense that should come into this but it's great to know that actually there will be you know research is being done and there will be guidelines just to help that a little bit more which is good um now i have talked briefly about weddings you know i did a whole horse hour live on would you take your horse to the uh, to your wedding um i've decided to not take blackjack to my wedding because even though i would absolutely love to have photos with him of me in my wedding dress 
I'd be so tempted to get on his back and then I think I'd probably ruin the dress because he's black and he's got you know his hair's coming out everywhere um but also I think it would be a little bit traumatic for him and I don't really want to put him through that um because he's not he's not in a you know we don't go out that much and if I was to take him where there's lots and lots of people and lots of marquees and lots of things going on it might be a little bit too much but the Blue Cross have done a new research that reveals that one in 10 Brits give their beloved pets a central role in their wedding day and almost a quarter of these would choose their horse Absolutely. I think ideally, if I could choose their horse, uh, choose to have blackjack at my wedding, I would. Um, but the, the top most popular pets at weddings, according to the research, were the first one was the dog. The second one was a cat. Some people take their rabbit. Um, fourth most popular was the horse. And the fifth was a guinea pig. Oh, I do know someone who took the rat to their wedding. Yeah, yeah. We hate rats, don't we? Because they eat all our food. But she had two pet rats, which she loved. Yep, and uh, she took it to the wedding. But, you know... Whatever you love, as long as you're loving animals, that's the most important thing. Um, now, the, the Blue Cross have put together a little checklist um, for you to look at if you are considering taking your animals to your to your wedding. Then what things you need to consider. Um, so that's on our website, horsehour.co.uk.
Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed Horse Hour Live tonight. Next week, we're talking DIY livery versus full livery. What's the difference between the two and which ones do you prefer and why? Because lots of people have different opinions on what they would like for their horse. Plus, money does come into it as well. You know, if we're spending more money, do we have higher expectations? So a full debate between full livery and DIY livery next week. On the podcast, you'll be able to hear Ollie from B&W Equine Vets talking about kissing spine. It's an issue we've briefly touched on over the last few weeks when we were talking about young horses and uh, whether we were training our young horses too young and how young is too young. So Ollie's going to come on and discuss the skeleton and the age of the horses, how they develop and how horses get kissing spine. It's the signs, the symptoms and the treatment. You can listen to previous episodes of Horse Hour Live and the Horse Hour podcast if you head to our website, horsehour.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a really good week with your horse and I'll speak to you soon. You've been listening to Horse Hour. Join the community on Twitter, Mondays, 8pm UK time, 3pm Eastern by using the hashtag Horse Hour. Follow Amy at amystevenson1 and subscribe to us on Acast, iTunes, Stitcher and Player FM. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 